There's only one authority on the Tennessee Titans, and that's the Tennessean. And there's only one show that's an authority, too, and you've found it. This is Talkin' Titans. Hello, everybody. I'm Tommy D., sports director at the Tennessean, and I am here with... Eric Backrack, Titans beat writer for the Tennessean. I'm Gentry Estes, sports columnist at the Tennessean. And we are talking Titans, but we're talking the entire NFL because uh, we, as we have done every week, we'll be picking each and every single NFL game against the point spread. And we have not done terribly well in the year, but what, what probably happened is there's some guy out there who's been betting with our picks every week of the year and finally gave up last week. Mm-hmm. And last week we did good. Mm-hmm. Eric, you went eight, seven, and one. You're 105, 103, and two on the year. So your week kind of reflects your year. Right. I went eight, seven, and one, but that doesn't reflect my year because I got off to a horrible start. I am 93, 111, and two on the season. And Gentry, who joined us a week or two into this, a couple of weeks into the season, I think it was, you went, no, maybe, did you join us late in this one? Or was that just the college? No, no, yeah, yeah, it was late. It was okay. Weeks, yeah, yeah Gentry was went nine six and one. He was our winner for the week and is ninety three eighty one and one on the year. Now I'm eight and six on my pick of the week offerings, and Eric is seven and seven, and Gentry is five and seven. But for the first time, we all got our pick of the week hmm. right, and that's kind of like the one you would bet on if you, you know put a gun to your head tight, right. put a twenty in your hand and a gun to your head, and you got to go to the window and choose. So. That we you could have gone and you two had the same pick of the week I think, which was the Steelers, mm-hmm. and I have already forgotten who I had, but I won, um, so that's all that matters. <laughs> but we are going to pick well week fifteen, and we you will had the Chiefs and Patriots. That so. is correct. That was kind of a bold pick that the it Chiefs would uh, yeah. taking the two and a half points. I kind of liked them. I, the Patriots just don't look like all that to me right now, and I guess I was right. So. Thursday, we'll start off. The Jets at the Ravens, a very competitive game that we're all waiting to see, sitting on the edge of our seats, with the Ravens favored by 14 and a half. And boy, that half point just kind of grates on you. But a little bit. I don't see the Jets slowing them down. So I'm going Ravens here and giving all those points. Same here. I went with the Jets just because of the points. It's a Thursday night game. The Jets' defense is reasonably respectable enough. I just. Feel like I think the Ravens are going to win, but fourteen and a half seems a little a lot for me on a Thursday night game. Mm-hmm. The Jets haven't been a complete mess. They're they're decent enough. They're kind of one of those teams that every time you think they're about to turn a corner and, and get real respectable or decently respectable, they they lay an egg and then you lose faith in them. And the next week they play pretty well, mm-hmm. or at least cover a spread. Or and something. I'll tell you the one thing about the Ravens, I just the thing that bothers me about them on a bet from a betting standpoint is they are one play away from being shot with their chances if Lamar Jackson gets hurt, right? Because there's nobody else in the entire league and certainly on the Ravens roster that can do what he does. And, they're and so that's why I think he's the M- that's why I think he's the MVP. I agree, and I, and I think because he is valuable to his team, right? And he's irreplaceable, right? And he runs a lot, right? And it's not just because they've got a crappy backup. I couldn't even tell you who their backup is. It's not Joe Flacco, it's not. but whoever their backup is can't do the things that he does because he has a unique skill set. He has a particular set of skills, mm-hmm. and whoever that backup is will be coming into. Well, you got the reference, yeah. <laughs> Would Take be it. would be coming into a situation with uh, without uh, Mark Ingram's a good running back, but there's not much at receiver there, right? So anyway, I, I the Ravens scare me from that standpoint because their quarterback is irreplaceable and he runs a lot. Period. Okay, 
All right, well, we move along to Sunday. Start with the Bears at the Packers. And the Packers are given four and a half at home. And if you don't watch enough, just brand name, you think, well, the Packers are just way better. Bears are still hanging in there playoff-wise, although I think it's getting to where you got a lot of scenarios that have to happen for them to get in. I think, couldn't they still win this division? Am I incorrect there? I think, I think they can. I know right now. I think they need some help. They're, they're seven and six. I believe they're the seventh or eighth seed in uh, in the NFC. So they're they're still right there. And they've been playing better of late. You know, they just beat the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a big win for them. You know, they beat Detroit before that on Thanksgiving in a close game. Uh, and, and, you know, I, th- I think that defense is still, you know, something they could lean on, which is why I'm taking them this week. And Gentry? Yeah, I, I, the Bears have been playing a lot better uh, recently, and I, I don't know, just a just a hunch on this one. Uh, I think the, the the Packers have they've put together a really good season, but when you watch them play, you're just not blown away by the Packers. It's, it's kind of been that way all season, and uh, the 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 Bears are a talented team that are playing for a lot right now. So I like them on the road here with the points. Yeah, and I am the taking the Packers and giving those points. I think. Um, I think they're good for. I just think that the Packers have more potential than they've shown all year, and I think they will show it. This is a rivalry type game, the kind of game where they might show up and and flex their muscle, whatever muscle they have, and 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 the Bears can be kind of punchless offensively, and that's that's why I think they may cover. We move along to the Eagles giving five and a half points at the Redskins. We all took the Eagles because, and I'll sum it up for all of us: the Redskins are terrible. Moving along. God, the Eagles need a win, though. Yeah, and they 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 didn't play well most of last week, but they they found a way. They put it poured it on they, when they had to. They messed around with the two and ten Giants, and I'd say between and I the, picked the Giants, and I felt so good about that. I, with about five minutes left, I think I was still on the right side of that. Between the Eagles and the Cowboys, we said this last week too. Somebody's got to win that division, and they're both just not playing very well right now. I'm going to go look that up. I'm not sure anybody has to win that division. They may just like <laughs> you know, take an extra wild card or something. I, I think we would all be happy with well, that. It's a problem with the NFL structure, though, that, that that team really might be like 7-9 and nine and getting to host a playoff game against like a 12-4 like a and four team in yeah. the first round. I, I don't like that. Yep. So the Seahawks are given 5.5 at the Panthers, and we all like the Seahawks. Why is that, Eric? You know, I just think – there's still a team that, to me, one of the best teams in the conference, you know, with Russell Wilson back there. I think this is kind of a tough pick, even though I don't have a, a, a ton of faith in the Panthers right now, because as, as you've said on previous podcasts, for some reason, the Seahawks always find themselves in close games. and, and That's um, what worries me. Yeah, on the road. It gave me a second of pause. I, I just think they're, they're the superior team by far, so I went with the Seahawks. Yeah, I think I would take the Seahawks giving two points in almost every game, but right. anything above anything that, I'm not real that. feel real good about them. The Panthers are done, though. Their season's yes. over. Yep. But McCaffrey can still do his, what McCaffrey does. Yeah, he's not going to shut it down. No, but defensively, they're not very. Good. They're just they're just not a good team right now. It's it's amazing that the last team to have beaten the Titans is is the Panthers. Yeah, yeah. before things completely. Yeah, when we, when we do the post mortem on the Titans season, that was the most inexplicable result I think among the wins or the losses. Buccaneers given three and a half at the Lions, and I think the Bucks are a better team. But the Lions keep kind of hanging in there in a lot of games, and they're at home. And Jameis is due for a five-interception game, which is like every other week, I think. Right. 
So I, I went ahead and took those points, and may, maybe the Bucks win by three, too. I don't know, but I like the Lions. The Lions are, are one of those teams that, that have been tough this year to figure out from week to week. And I just think, you know, I think the Bucks are, are on a three- or four-game winning streak right now. And, and as you said, Winston is, you know, quite the volatile quarterback. But, you know, with that offense, with the firepower that it has, they're, they're capable of putting up points. So I, I like them in this one by three-and-a-half. Got yeah. the Go ahead. No, I took the the Bucks too. The, the Lions were not in a good place anyway, but they've been particularly bad without Matthew Stafford. And right, we're going to skip the Titans game, which is next on our sheet, and come back to it because we are talking Titans here, picking every NFL game against the line, and we're using the Bet MGM lines for these, as we do every week. Got the cheating Patriots given nine and a half points at the Bengals, and and you know that you know as I observed, I don't think they're really. Looking like the Patriots lately, um, they haven't been impressive, and they must feel like that if they would actually sneak a film crew in to film the Bengals sideline. Like that's the one you really need to cheat here. <laughs> right. We all pick the Patriots, and we all give a nine and a half points. But I'm thinking Belichick's trying to tell us something. Listen, that that to me was uh, <laughs> one of the more you know. I just looked in, I was like, really the the, the Bengals. Um... I like them in this game, the Patriots, by nine and a half. Honestly, I thought the line might be even bigger, given the fact that apparently they have a somebody, some video guy right. stealing footage on them. They know all the signals now, because <laughs> yeah. if you don't know the signals against the Bengals, You're how are you thought, really going to cope? Yep. It's got to be worth a few points, right? I, mean, <laughs> I think we've already talked about this one. It might be worth a draft choice. Yeah, I, <laughs> I wonder if they just keep doubling the fine, like, you know, you lose one first round draft. Okay, now you're going to lose two first round draft choices. Next it's four. Next it's eight. You're never going to get another first round draft choice. That's okay. We'll just take the film. Broncos at Chiefs. Chiefs given ten and a half. And, you know, those Broncos are kind of tricky and sneaky. They certainly had a good game last week. And they've had a few, but they've also had some just hard, excruciating-to-watch games where they, they look terrible. Yep. Last week was certainly not one of them, though. That that was the shock of Week 14, just the fact that they were up 31-3 to over the Texans at halftime. And just given that, it was kind of hard for me to, to say that they're going to lose by, by 10.5 to anyone at this point. I think the Chiefs are well capable of that, but just... Uh, coming off the game that they had, uh, what we saw from Drew Locke, um, I think I certainly think they lose, but I think it's closer than 10.5. I think the same, and I have taken the Broncos on the points. The, I, not so fast, everybody. No, I, <laughs> no, I mean, you got the Chiefs at home. I, I'm all in on the Chiefs right now. I think they're they're now playing, now that Mahomes is back and healthy, I think they're now playing to what most would have expected for a lot of the season, even though they, they struggled there in the in the they're in the midpoint when when he was out. Uh, their defense has quietly played pretty well this year, and they're a lot better defensively, I think, than they were last year. And I think they're rounding into form at the right time. They're a team you don't want to play right now. I think they win big. Yeah, and I will say this one. I've liked the Broncos most of the time, and I've been right on them a couple of times when, when you wouldn't think is when they play at home. Um, I do think they've got a bigger home field advantage for – Weather reasons, altitude reasons, whatever reasons, then then maybe your average team has at home. But they're on the road this week, and I'm still taking them. And the Chiefs have a pretty good home field advantage too. Right. And if there's one game you want to get out, your do people still TiVo? Is that even still a thing? Um, record. Let's just say I think record. They record still TiVo. DVR. Probably yeah. Not. Yeah. It's it's the Dolphins at the Giants. Um, <laughs> the Giants giving three and a half points in a game that. 
you know, boy, I'll tell you what. I took the Giants because you had to take one team here, and I, that's the one I took. Yeah, that this this was difficult in that. The sense. Eli Manning led Giants, by the way. Potentially, I think I think Daniel Jones. We're recording this on Wednesday. I think he returned to practice this week. Let me make sure on that. But but do you won't even want to risk him anymore exactly. for what you got. You got a draft pick to play for here, right? That both being said, these teams they, they played the Eagles reasonably tough last week. To me, it was like Tommy said. It's one of those games where you have to pick somebody. So went with the Giants. Whoever was getting the points, I was going to take here. So I, I took the Dolphins because they're getting the points because, as you guys said, we're playing for draft picks here, and uh, it could be close. Okay, we've got the Bills, who I think we all kind of like and think are a very good team, a nasty defense, at the Steelers. Steelers given two and a half, and, and they've been playing pretty well lately. Now part of that's the schedule. Right. Part of that is I think they figured out how to make what, what they have work. And I take the Steelers here, A, being at home, and B, just sometimes a line looks a little out of whack, and you almost always find out on that line that Vegas knew more than you did. Right. So Vegas knows more than I do, and I'm taking the Steelers. Yeah, to me, this is a, a really interesting game this week. It, you know, I expect it to be really low scoring, to be a really sort of gritty game. And listen, it's it's really important for both. Teams. Oh, this has 10 to 7 written all over. For sure. And the Steelers need it. And you look at this game, this to me is is the hardest remaining game on their schedule because after this they play the Jets. And then in Week 17 they play the Ravens. But that game, you know, depending on what happens the rest of the way, that uh, game. That might be the game where we find out who Lamar Jackson's backup really is. Right, exactly. We, we might <laughs> well, he actually starts and plays. Right. So this, this game for the Steelers might be their last big test, and, and they absolutely need it. You know, right now they're uh, the sixth seed in the AFC, so they have the second wild card spot. But the Titans are, are nipping at their heels. It's really close. So this is a game that they have to have, and I think they squeak it out, I would say, by three. So if you're going to give me two and a half, I'll take it. Yeah, and I would I would also just say this. I'm a Steelers fan, so I'll probably pay more attention to them than a lot of teams. I think sure. Tomlin's done a really good job considering yep. how good did that team is, A, from what they lost last sure. year, yeah. and B, I mean, you know, you, you've been without Big Ben all year, and for quite a while now, a few weeks, you've had no Juju. And, and, and O'Connor, I mean, yeah. you got nothing, and they still seem to be. And their defense has really played. We're getting into a nice rhythm with the, each game, you guys agreeing, and then me coming in at the end and going, "Well, yeah, right. it's going to work out good for you or bad for you." Yeah, I, I, I do like the Bills here. This was the toughest game I thought of the whole week to to predict. Though it could be, uh, we're we're sitting here saying it could be low scoring and it's going to be very defensive, and it'll probably be like the Saints of 49ers was yeah. this last. I mean, it. it it could be that kind of game, and I don't know. I've been underestimating the Bills all year, and I think Vegas has too. So I, hmm. I, I think they're just a better team. Okay. Well, we think that the um, Las Vegas odds makers are overestimating the Cardinals on this next game. The Browns given two and a half on the road, and we all like the Browns because the Cardinals, although they did hang in with the Steelers, just don't have a lot of punch, and I don't think their defense is all that either. One thing that I think is hilarious about the Cardinals is they tweeted out after a win earlier this season when David Johnson, right, the Chase Edmonds, thing. David Johnson was active and didn't play, mm-hmm. and Chase Edmonds went off and they're and trolling they're, everyone. Yeah, yeah, and their team Twitter account tweeted out, you know, Karma. all you to all you angry fantasy owners enjoy the win. We sure are. They've not won since they did that. (laughs) And every week, Matthew Berry from ESPN retweets it and goes, the Cardinals have lost, if not won since this tweet, every week. (laughs) Well, Gentry, I think both of us had them on our rosters in at least one fantasy league. So 
I did. I had David Johnson on both my yeah. Yeah. So yeah, both my fantasy leagues are done for the year, so I don't want to hear about it. As I'm, as are mine. So, but, good but for no, I don't think the card. I agreed with you guys on this. We all took the Browns. Yeah. Uh, interesting game to me, at least the Jaguars at the Raiders, and the Raiders have been losing a lot of traction. Um, I'm, I'm not impressed. They're given six and a half points at home, and I took the Jaguars because not that I think the Jaguars are really good or anything. I just know the Raiders going to beat anybody really bad the rest of the year, and you got Gardner Minshew dropping dimes any given game too. It's true. The Jaguars right now have have flat out given up. It's been astounding how they've lost. I, I can't remember the stat, but they've lost five straight games by at least 17 points, which is which is just an unbelievable stretch of atrocity. So I, I don't think they could hang with anyone right now. And this is the last game of the Coliseum. The Raiders aren't losing this game. Okay, That's They true. may win or not cover. I don't know. I, I think the line will be higher if Vegas didn't know something. Who knows? Interesting game, I think, is the Rams at the Cowboys. Cowboys given one and a half points at home. And we all like the Rams because I'll give you my theory – here is a the Cowboys are not as good as some people thought they might be, but there's this kind of built in bias with a few teams. Like in college, Notre Dame lines are a little out of whack because there's casual money that comes in from people who don't bet as much or who bet occasionally, but they're Notre Dame fans and they've got, you know, so the line reflects that because I think the line also reflects that the Cowboys, who shouldn't be favored in this game, really get some casual money in and uh, and I think the Rams should be favored so if you can get point a point and a half in a game where you're the better team agree completely even on the road and I think that, that should be something like Rams minus two or three I think very well said on all that and I the Rams much like the Chiefs I think are quietly starting to play a lot better yeah. and are starting to play a lot closer to form than and what people expected and um you know, the Cowboys need to get right game badly. They don't need to be playing the Rams. It's not a good matchup for them right now. Yeah, I agree. I think that the Rams were flaky early this season, the first half, but they're coming off a strong win against the Seahawks. I think I think they get it done this week. Yeah, I watched some of that game, and they really look like a contender in that game. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw the pieces that you saw at times last year mm-hmm. that you haven't seen consistently this year, and you saw – well, that's a tough team to be right well, there. They're going. They're going. Derrick Henry with Todd Gurley a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. Deciding to, to 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 let the big dog eat a little bit. Yeah, ride that horse. So the Falcons are at the 49ers in another game. No one will watch, I think, because the 49ers are a ten and a half point pick. And if they'd have been a seventeen and a half point pick, I also would have taken the 49ers here. Even though the Falcons have shown a few flashes of, hey, we still got a good roster and. And shown up and and made a, made a couple of statements that haven't been against teams like the Niners. I agree. I didn't put much thought into this one. Yeah, there's there's not a whole lot of reason to think the Falcons are going to be competitive out there. Yeah, here's another one that I think just looks screwy is is that the Vikings are given two and a half at the Chargers, and they seem like they should be favored by so much more. And we all took the Vikings, but boy, there's something that makes me wonder if there's something we should have known. I you know what I actually did type in Chargers and changed it. I didn't quite have the guts to do it. Chargers played really well last week, but they beat up on what was it Jacksonville? Right? Jacksonville, right? yeah. So under a punching bag, right yeah. Now. So you don't know what to make of that. And the, the Vikings are just playing for a lot more right now, but they're they're not always real predictable on the road. No, they're not. And so I they still run that football though. I went with the Vikings. I wouldn't bet the house on this one. Okay, Monday night. We have um, the one that you've all been waiting for, the Colts at the Saints. 
the the Colts have really broken down a bit. I think as we've watched the last these last few weeks, it'll be better now. They have another kicker. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. About time. We we saw enough in a, when they came here a long time ago to Nashville that they needed kicking help at that time. Saints are given nine and a half points, and we all agree that that they should give all that and more. Um, we're going home team. We're going. You know, that's another thing you got to figure with the Saints. That's your, that's your better than average home field advantage. Mm-hmm. I think another place that I think is a little tough for teams. We're going to come back to our picks of the week, and we're going to look at the Titans game and discuss this because we are talking Titans, and now we're really talking Titans. We got the Texans at the Titans. Titans for the 18th straight week or 26th straight week are two and a half point either a favorite or dog, and in this case, they're a two-and-a-half-point favorite uh, at Nissan Stadium on Sunday. And we all went Titans. Why did we? Yeah, uh, this will be a good segue for, for pick of the week because this is my pick of the week, Tommy. It's, Spoiler. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's hard to pick against the Titans right now, obviously, with what they're doing. They're, they're the hottest team in the NFL, 6-1 and one since Ryan Tannehill has been named the starting quarterback. Uh, and I, I honestly thought this line might be a couple points more. Two and a half means that, you know, for, for home field, it, it's basically an even game. And I know the Texans are still good. They still have plenty of firepower. Uh, you know, we saw what happened against the Broncos, and I, I do think that was kind of fluky the week before they beat the Patriots. So it's, it's yeah. kind of hard to, to, make, to figure out what to make of them. I just – I would not bet against the Titans right now the way they're playing, I think – they're, they're totally legit. I think the way the offense is sort of complementing itself with, with the pass and the run working well. You know, we saw the pass protection hold up better last week. And that's a big key for this team. Huge part of, of what's going on. Uh, you know, I just – I think right now, um, you know, in a close game where, where the spread is, is close, I'm uh, taking the Titans all the way. It's a totally different-looking team when they're able to move the ball offensively like they did. The Raiders stood no chance at, at really stopping the Titans. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. We, me and you were talking. It looked like for, what, quarter and a half, maybe two and a half, they just traded scores, you know, and they were a lot of quick strike scores, you know. It's like, well, that's a big momentum change, and four plays later, it goes the other way. Right. That was an entertaining game. And then at some point, the Titans just kept their foot on the gas, and the Raiders like, you know, we need to pit stop. And they never got out of the pit stop. I will say, I, I think it really hurt the Raiders to not have Josh Jacobs. Yes. Um, but Very versatile player who you can play a lot of different ways. Yes. And the Raiders' offense. And your third e- down back is also your goal line back. You've really got something special. And the Raiders' offense, even without him, was able to do some things in the first half. That That is a little troubling when you're going against Deshaun Watson. And there are a lot more weapons on the Texans' offense than what the Raiders had, especially at receiver. I mean, some of these guys can really play. But I agree with Eric. It's it's hard to go against the, the Titans right now with how they're playing at home. Not sure how this game plays out in two weeks in Houston, but I think the Titans Agreed. should win this this edition in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, here's our fun fact of the week, uh, which I don't have listed. Uh, you can look it up if you want and tell us what it is. But since Ron Tannehill has become the starter, the Titans have been on the over of every over-under, um, which tells you, a, the line hasn't caught up with – Las Vegas hasn't caught up with how much improved this believers. offense is. Right. And as does this line kind of tell you that. But I'm looking at what my eyes tell me and not what I think Vegas knows here. I don't think the Texans are as good as the team that went out there against the Patriots. I think that's a little bit of a, oh, they beat the Patriots. Well, I, I think the Patriots are there to be beat right now. Mm-hmm. 
and they can't be as bad as they were last week. No, I mean Miami can be that bad. Right. Uh, you know, there's a there's a handful of the Giants can I be that it was, bad. It was fluky. But that tells me something's not right. They're not as bad as that, but they're not a they're not a juggernaut either. Or that couldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. So I think the Titans win, and I think they win kind of comfortably here. I think they're going to put up thirty five points. And maybe win by maybe thirty five twenty four ish is I think how I picked her twenty seven something like that. Mm-hmm. So so that's how I see that one. You've already told us your pick of the week. You're uh you're Titans all the way. Yep. And we know where you're or you know where you're going, Gentry. But I'm about to make a switch. So go ahead. Whoa. Yeah, I think for for lock of the week, I, I took the Raiders over the Jaguars again. I think the, this is. Eric and I were out in that Coliseum last weekend, and it, you started getting the sense that they're packing up. It's right, you know, that there were employees on the field after the game taking pictures. A very strong it, sense that they were packing up. Yeah, and, and ready to leave. And there's a lot of history in that place, and and I just maybe they're packing up to leave. I don't think the Raiders are going to lose this game at home, <laughs> no. and I certainly don't think they're going to lose it to the Jaguars who have quit. I agree. I, this was my number two for lock of the week, and I thought about it for a while. Just. For for those two factors, the fact that it's the last game in that building for the Raiders and the Jaguars right now have just... Gardner Minshew's going to rally this bunch. We'll see, but seven, five straight losses of at least 17 points. And that's a long flight, too, to be fair. That, that's probably, other than maybe the Jaguars going to Seattle. One of the longest or Miami to going to Seattle. Miami yeah. going to Seattle, yeah. That's your obvious longest trip. So that's... <laughs> It's going to be a long ride home for the Jaguars if yeah. they don't win that guy. I mean. Well, nobody's flying to San Diego anymore, so we don't have that, that other coast corner coastal possibility. Mm-hmm. I was going Seahawks, minus five and a half at the Panthers, which I think is still a really good pick. But I'm, I've talked myself the more I looked at it while we were talking. Rams plus one and a half at the Cowboys. I just think that's taking money. What I saw with my eyes last week um, watching that game on TV, the Rams – I don't know if the Rams are a Super Bowl contender, but they played a whole lot more like what we thought they were going to be this year. And I think they are, at this point, capable of being that. And the Cowboys are just the opposite. The more I watch, the less impressed I am. So that's where we're at. And uh, that does it for this edition of Talking Titans. We hope you'll subscribe to Tennessean.com if you hadn't already. And remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, All those other places, wherever it is you might get your podcast, you can drop us a review and a rating while you're at it. For Eric Bacharach and Gentry Estes, I'm Tommy Dees, and we'll be back doing this again next week. Talkin' Titans hosts each Thursday at Tennessean.com. You can also subscribe to Talkin' Titans for free on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. Talkin' Titans is a production of the Tennessean.